Ultra. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we'll be discussing Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, the fourth episode of Series 12. And I can think of two things wrong with that title. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, it's... uh... It's written by, let's see, this this episode is written by uh, Nina uh, Medivere, uh, I think. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, this was, um, she was a script editor for a while in series 11. And this is the uh, first time that she has written an episode. So she got the chance to write this one after being a script editor last season. That's cool. Um, and I think she's dope. I think this is a good episode, so I'm excited about that. And with the episode being directed by <clears throat> Nita Manzor, it is the third episode in the show's 56-year history to be written and directed by an all-female team. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't sure if uh, Nita or Nida. Probably Nida or Nita. I don't know. I think it's Nita. Nita? Like, almost like it's short for, like, Anita or something? Well, no, it's, um, um, it's N-I-D-A. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nita. Yeah, Nita. And it won't even be the last time that happens this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Space um, for all. Anyway, <laughs> uh, more like this, please. Um, yeah, I think by every metric, this was an improvement over last week's episode. I think, oh, uh, like on every metric, this might be the best episode of the Thirteenth Doctor's era so far. Wow, high praise. I think hmm. for me. Um, like this felt like Doctor Who. Like I felt like I was watching Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was like, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> and like the Doctor was doing cool stuff, and the companions weren't like they weren't forcing the companions to like do stuff constantly. Um, they were just letting the companions like be companions and letting the Doctor run the show. And I also I love this because like I like. 13 as like a tinkerer mm-hmm. you know as like yeah. a tinkerer inventor kind of vibe the goggles doctor yeah the goggles doctor and and like this was the first episode that i think really complimented that side of her mm-hmm. and i was into it i liked it a lot um i thought this was really fun yeah except for you know the part where edison was like not a rival at the end, but then kind of what I don't know. It was a weird. That was a weird yeah. end for the two of them. But other than that, I think it yeah. was really good. It's a nice. It'd be a nice like one-two punch with Vincent and the Doctor. I, think. I was about to yeah, because yeah. kind of, it's like a fun. It's like the f- more. I don't know. Vincent and the Doctor is pretty fun, but this is like the more adventure side, without that like emotional wallop at the end. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's less tragic. It's tragic in the background, right? 
instead of the yeah. foreground. Cass, what were your thoughts? Um, I wasn't really like vibing with this one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it feels closer, but it's not. I don't know. Still, maybe that's just what this 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 era is. But, um, it's it's um, I I feel like it's missing something. And I don't mm. really know what what that something is. Just like that that mm. spark, maybe that humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like the weird scorpion things. <laughs> I uh, I liked the part where they were chasing Edison and Yaz through the streets, and Edison was like firing at them with like a handgun. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I I liked that, but I didn't like that they were like stumbling into each other and stuff. Yeah, and like, I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was dumb, um, inconvenient. Uh, like, oh, good thing they're clumsy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I liked I liked the design of the scorpion creatures. I did not like the scorpion queen lady. And I don't, I really don't like this show's propensity for extreme close-ups on the bad guys. Um, yeah. I don't understand what this era is doing with that. Look I don't, the, I don't get it. They want to show off the makeup, the, the makeup job. Yeah, I guess. But the makeup's not that good. Yeah, I I thought uh, Cass, I thought that she was related to that Spider Queen that Ten burned alive. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I thought it was the same thing. Mm. Like, nope, just similar makeup. Yeah. She was good. She she was given good good monster performance. The yeah. the the, yeah. the Sikra. The she sh- was she was okay. I think the problem with her for me was that you can tell you could tell that she was completely ADR'd. Because she couldn't talk with those teeth that she mm-hmm. had. And so she was like lip syncing to herself and over enunciating. And it just the whole vibe of it just like didn't quite click for me. And I swear there were moments where she was out of sync with herself. Like her ADR was mm-hmm. not matching up with her lips. <laughs> I don't know that I noticed that, but. Those I don't yeah, her teeth were really distracting. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Chibnall and teeth. But <laughs> That's true. He's into it. He's into teeth. I, I guess. <laughs> He's into them being gross and weird and wrong. Yeah, he loves teeth. Uh, <laughs> she got a really good. Uh, I like that bur- that burning planet dig she got in on the doctor. That was fun. Oh yeah. So you ever watch mm-hmm. a planet burn, you idiot? And the doctor was like, yes. <laughs> Recently, you don't have to be mean about it. <laughs> Jerk. Jeez. I did like that we got to see more of the TARDIS. Like, we lingered on it. Yeah. yeah. I was telling Nick while we were watching it, I wish it always looked blue like that. Because that, that was gorgeous. That shot mm. of, like, Nikola Tesla just standing there. The silhouette. The silhouette in the blue TARDIS. And it was, like, a wide shot. I was like, oh, that's yeah. the TARDIS I want to be seeing every week. Um, not that weird yellow thing. I Yeah, the, like, orange yeah. light. I find that yellow is probably the the least appealing color to me personally it's like like whatever the opposite of my color preferences are is yellow yellow is just like (laughs) it's not a big fan of wolverine then no not as you know not really Mm -hmm. yeah not his costume anyway never have been wasn't um like uh nine and tens tardis like they were kind of like they had like warm colors instead of like a like a colder Blue. Yeah, but it was like it was still like it wasn't like bright yellow. Yeah, that's with true. With yellow light. Like um uh 11 had like that 
it was like kind of goldish, right? Yeah. His like series five deal was like kind of goldish. Uh, wasn't like yellow. No, it wasn't yellow. I imagine that one like in a in cooler colors though. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I did think of Eleven Start as being like kind of gold and brown, kind of like. Yeah, or like red, mm-hmm. gold and red, and I don't know. Yeah, it's hard it's to remember in my mind's place. eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I did. I really loved this TARDIS in that mm-hmm. blue color scheme. I thought that was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it looked like that all the time. I also wish very much that she had more variations to her outfit. I think this was like the first episode where I was like, hmm. Like as much as I like this outfit, I wish she had like some like variety to it, a little, a little yeah. spice. Yeah. I mean, the thing we loved about Capaldi was just like he didn't care. He he wore he wore all kinds of variations to his outfit. Yeah, but but, it, but, but they all felt like him. Yeah, it yeah. Was like, it was like kind of rock shirt, jacket, yeah. kind of beat up jacket. Yeah, sometimes a hood, or sometimes a full suit with no buttoned all the way up with no tie. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. But like it all mm-hmm. felt like Capaldi. Um. Yeah, and and eleven, yeah. eleven had like his variations of his shirt and his bow tie, yeah. Um, and would have like accoutrement. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition to that, sometimes he wouldn't wear his jacket, and then like ten would do like weird variations of stuff too. He had like yeah. a bunch of different pinstripe jack or uh, suits. suits and shirts, and sometimes he'd wear a tie, and but sometimes then he, he wouldn't. Big brown coat. Yeah, but then he always had the big brown coat. Right, right. Well, yeah. he had blue coat, and then he had brown coat. Uh, right. Yeah, blue coat. Oh. He had, like, the blue pinstripe outfit with the red converse, and then he had the brown pinstripe outfit with the white converse. Right, but he always wore the trench, the brown trench. Oh. Uh, Regardless. Yeah, yeah. 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 He always had the same trench coat, I think. Yeah, what other kind of jackets does 13 have in that closet over Yeah. There? It'd be cool to see just some, like, variations on what she... How many of those rainbow shirts wears. does she have, you know? I think that's what she was. Tr- they were trying for with the Spyfall outfits. Yeah. But, and I, I liked it. I liked it, too. I liked the tux. Yeah, to me, I just thought that she was wearing... When she was in the tux, I was like, oh, cool. She's just cosplaying as Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in... Yeah. I mean, it was like she was borrowing his tux, <laughs> you know? I think, like... I think it's because of the weird old person bow tie. Yeah. Like, if she... I don't think if she was wearing the bow tie, I think it would look a little better yeah yeah i agree with that because cool she did like a nine cosplay like a leather jacket yeah so it like. <laughs> nine, i think nine never changed i think it would be no he wore a different t-shirt every time oh. his t-shirt changed maybe oh her, yeah his, his little sweater yeah does his does her t-shirt change like does it change colors like i know no, the, i don't think the so. rainbow stays the same but yeah. it's like the, yeah, today, the today was different is it like a base is there a base love l- layer that changes like a base color that changes on the this t-shirt one was purple and normally it's like blue i want to say right yeah yeah i don't know i feel like that's too subtle though if for sure if that's the thing they're going for right because <laughs> your eye is going to draw focus to the rainbow anyway so you're never going to tell that she's changed right. right yeah the color of her shirt um Anyway, wow, we really got deep in the weeds on that one. Um, <laughs> but this was fun. I, I, there was no cold open, which is weird. Yeah, that was weird. Um, and yeah, like I think, but I think once the episode picked up steam, so to speak, and like I, I think the highlight for me was definitely when like Doctor and and Tesla were just vibing off each other. Yeah, mm. 
Oh, yeah. And they became like science bros. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. I liked that. Yaz didn't know who Nikola Tesla was, which was weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was weird. When they didn't know who Tesla was, I was like, bullshit. They'd at least know who what about the car. They'd at least know that. Yeah. They'd be able to make that connection. I think uh, I think Ryan made a joke about it like a f- like yeah. 20 minutes later oh, or he something. Oh, makes the cause then, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, no." <laughs> <laughs> That's that idiot that likes Rick and Morty. Yeah, but it's the same name, I guess. Thinks we should go to Mars because um, that will be easier than Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh yeah, I thought that was weird and out of character. Um, for both of them, that they wouldn't have at least heard the name before. That was weird. Oh, we want to talk about outfits. Graham was rocking. His, oh, like, he was killing it. His bowler hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was killing it. Um, uh, Tesla's uh like assistant, yeah, Dorothy, his, his girl Friday. Yeah. Um, I wasn't thrilled with what they did with her. Like, I was hoping that she would like do something. Yeah, like have something to do, but it was it was it really. This was like one of the only times where I felt like they just shoehorned in a female character because they were like, "There's too many dudes right now," and like more power to you, but like you got to give her something to do, or else you just feel like you shoehorned her in. Like yeah. she's just there being like, "Oh, isn't he a dreamboat?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Great, yeah." Like she had that one scene with Ryan. Ryan again getting like a one on one with a with a with a secondary character when they yeah. kind of like both connect over like, "Oh, I too thought I wanted a normal life, but then I found my doctor, my 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 mentor, and right. showed me a, the the way of the future." Right. But that was kind of it. She never really had like a like a third act revelation or like no. And uh, and yeah, and I, and I personally enjoyed the uh, the kind of through line th- the, of this episode, which is like inventing versus taking. Like, yeah. what is the sign of true success? Is it taking other ideas and like using them and putting your name on it so that you're rich and famous and have glory, or is it dying penniless but you never sold out and you like always held fast to your beliefs? And there was that, yeah, there was a part where, like, the, the, she was just telling off the spider queen, like, you don't do anything, you just steal stuff. And, like, so I was, like, I think Thomas Edison's, like, watching all this being like, oh, <laughs> am, I, am I like her? <laughs> is this, is this a metaphor? <laughs> am I the bad guy? Are you allegorically talking about me? <laughs> right? Uh yeah, my the the thing though that's interesting about that is that it does present all of those things, but it makes no argument either way. Mm-hmm. Like the doctor obviously draws a side where the doctor is like, mm-hmm. yeah, but Tesla's brilliant, and they're like, yeah, but he also died penniless, and yeah. she's like, yeah, that's a bummer. Anyway, all right, let's go. Don't give up. <laughs> keep trying. Yeah, keep trying. Never give up. No matter how hard it gets. No matter how close to death you are. Never give up. Because then it'll happen, and then you're 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 safe. Yeah. Uh, there was that one scene where Edison was like, "Hey, like not for nothing, but like anyone can come up with stuff, but making it real—that's what I do." Yeah. You know, my factory is better than anything either of us have ever thought of because it's real, and it's you can buy it, and I'm a capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> and that well, was kind of. Oh, go on. I I think this episode just cements. Further, that like capitalism is the big bad this season, which is like Ooh, fine. True, true. I'm like I, I'm down with that. But like for some, I don't know. For some reason, I feel it, like this, this had elements of episodes that I like better. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. That I'd rather just watch those. Yeah, and, and if and if <laughs> Capital... I like Tesla, Tesla was really good. Yeah, yeah. Tesla was good. It, yeah, and if Capital, I mean, he's no David Bowie, but he's he's is. all right. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was her name? Wendy or Claudia? What was the assistant's name? Oh, uh, Dorothy? Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy was no Andy Circus. No. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> hey, this is his fuel the light bulbs that he uses. <laughs> Hmm. And, and capitalism... He keeps threatening to kill my cat, <laughs> and for some reason, I keep letting him try. I don't know. I don't know. I love my cat, though. I love my oh. cat. <laughs> I say, "Oh, Tesla, you better not kill my cat." I want to kill your cat and the circus. <laughs> and I guess you know, like a stronger point could have been made. Kind of similar, I guess, to last week's episode. Where, yeah, if capitalism is the villain of this episode. How is the doctor dismantling it? How is the doctor fighting it? Right. You know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of seems like, you know, she, she stops the, 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 the scorpion queen by, like, rejiggering the polarity of the neuron flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, I, I don't feel like it was like a battle of philosophies, which doesn't have to be. But uh. if you're going to present these cool ideas that we're all really fond of like yeah the doctor versus capitalism yeah because the problem was that like at least edison was offering nikola tesla like a career yeah and that's what he was turning down was like yeah it wasn't a great deal (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination but it was but it was a deal like it was he was offering him something at least like something where he wouldn't die penniless yeah but that scorpion lady wasn't offering anything she just wanted to steal the stuff and bail so like yeah there was nothing to overcome it was just yeah reversing the polarity of the neutron flow <laughs> and it's like yeah that's cool that's a fun doctor who trope but it's also like if your theme of this is capitalism and selling out versus you know, never selling out and toiling punk- as the independent. Yeah, punk rock forever. Then, like, mm-hmm. damn the man. Right. Then, like, she has to. She she would have had to offer them something. Yeah, like the Scorpion Queen would have had to been like, Doctor, like if you join me, or something. Yeah. You know, this I'll I'll, I'll leave you alone, but you have to be my like lab monkey forever. Or like we'll like uh, we'll like rebuild Gallifrey together, or something, something, anything. Yeah. yeah. Literally anything. <laughs> um, anything that the Doctor would have wanted, so that you really understand the theme, like it hits the theme home. It's so funny because last week we were complaining that the theme was like way too heavy handed to the point yeah. where she just turns to the camera and explains it point blank. Yeah. <laughs> And then this week we're like, I mean, you could have went a little harder. <laughs> yeah. I, what I appreciated about this one was it felt like it was woven throughout the episode. Yes, that's very true. Whereas yeah, last week yeah. was just generic Doctor Who town. And yeah. then stapled to the end was like <laughs> Glo- <artist>. global warming. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't give up. Never stop giving up. Uh, oh, we forgot the page about global warming. <laughs> oh, shit. Write a paragraph and throw it on the back. <laughs> We'll just have the doctor say it out loud. Was this another instance of them just being in the right place at the right time again? Like, because she just kind of like wanders no, into no, they, it. Like they don't. They hurt. They got the um the signal. The signal. The signal other. from the from the ball. Mars. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's what okay. that's what they followed to the area, and then she was like, "Where is it?" <laughs> and he was that's like, true. "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> 
You're a liar. Because I thought, like, when she shows up, she's just like, oh, yeah, we were just wandering around, and then we picked up the signal, and I'm like, You're oh. You're half right. Okay. She was wandering around because she caught a weird signal on her TARDIS, okay. Okay. Sonic. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. They didn't show that part because why bother? It's Dr. Hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were just already on, on the Orient Express. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think this I think this episode did feel a bit more Doctor Who compared to last week. Like it wasn't just like mm-hmm. we survived like I mean yeah, they did. Yeah. But it, it felt more like I don't know, it was educational. Yeah. Uh, this one felt like Russell T. Davies to me. Like it felt yeah, that like that yeah. era yeah. to me. Like way more than the Moffat stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Um especially even the way that they're sort of carrying through the the sort of like season arc. Mm-hmm. It's a little more heavy on the front end than Russell T tends to do. Um, as far as like, here's what it's going to be. And then we're going to stretch it out. That's more of a Moffat thing um, where he yeah. like kind of like bookends it with mythology stuff, his seasons. But but the way that it's been parsed out has felt more like Russell T Davies, um, I think, mm-hmm. than anything Moffat ever tried to do because Moffat's other than series five I feel like Moffat would do the bookends but there would be nothing about the bookends in the middle episodes Mm -hmm. you know it was only series five that he was like there's a prisoner and there's a crack and there's a thing and yada yada and then he carried that through the whole season that was like the only season he did that with right yeah everything else was just like now it's going to be one of my episodes and we're going to talk about the thing yeah. again. The silence are back. <laughs> Demons run. But I think like like Chibnall did that last season and we hated it. Well, yeah, because it was literally just Tim Shaw. Yeah. It was yeah. It, uh, Chibnall needs to let his obsession with te- teeth go <laughs> the way the Tarantino needs to let go his obsession with feet. See, but <laughs> I think it's kind of the anti-fetish because I think he only likes teeth that are wrong and gross yeah and i think he thinks teeth are scary yeah i don't know i saw once upon a time in hollywood those feet were pretty gross sure <laughs> it's the dark side <laughs> yeah they represented yeah they were, they were filthy hippie oh feet oh my god <laughs> for dalton thought <laughs> dirty uh. so yeah this was fun it was a lark uh, uh could you yeah <laughs> i just i just i don't know i expect I wanted more mm-hmm. from this, so maybe like if I oh just sure, I mean with it. a name like Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, yeah, I mean yeah, what, there was it was not a Night of Terror, it was like ten minutes of of a Night of Terror, ten yeah. minutes of terror, <laughs> and it was like stark daylight, yeah, most of for most of it until like the very very end, and then it was like ten minutes mm-hmm. of her like walking around judging people, yeah, until she tricked her into going back to her spaceship. Hmm. <laughs> I guess that was kind of terrifying i don't know i guess it would be if you were looking at those teeth in real life <laughs> yeah so we have three new technical companions this week that's true edison tesla and wendy mm. and <laughs> dorothy dorothy damn it wendy <laughs> uh yeah yeah um i like tesla's reaction to the t- to the tardis i thought that was good mm-hmm. i, I like that a lot mm. um Tesla and Yaz, that was good. Yeah, that is very good. Uh, worth pointing out that the actor who played Thomas Edison uh, ha- was in um, The Case of Androzani, the fifth Doctor's final story, as a character called 
Salatine or sal. I I don't know if there's another way to pronounce that. Saltine. Yeah, <laughs> saltine. Uh, saltine the cracker. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's salatine. Salatine. And he he was really giving it a go with that accent. He was trying his hardest, but Patents. man, he could not pronounce patent. Yep, patent. Patents. <laughs> My patents. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a patent on that pronunciation there, pal? <laughs> you need to copyright that, trademark it? Patents. I think aside from that, his accent was pretty good. It was okay, yeah. It reminded me of... Um, of uh, uh, Tom, what, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson in Batman Begins. <laughs> that was uh, Falcone. Doc, oh. the walls are closing in on me. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <sighs> he begged like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I could definitely use more engineer tinkering doctor love that I love that mm-hmm. I really love that um, so a couple of things I found out about the rest of this season so first of all next week is our Jadoon episode yes yeah according to IMDB it's a two-parter Ooh. okay so don't I don't know those yeah I don't know I don't know for sure Cause, but because they're always just an excuse <clears throat> to just like stretch it out yeah, like butter well, over too much bread. The yeah. only reason I say that is because both uh, episode, both the jejun episode next week and the week after that have a picture of the doctor standing next to a jadoon. So it's very possible someone just uploaded the wrong picture to the wrong episode. Yeah. Um. And and they're not in the next one, and it's not a two parter. Um. But for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I thought I would mention it. Why, so it um... may. If, Go ahead. if that's the case, though, like, why is it ha- like two different directors and like three different writers? I don't know. I don't know. But they did that with um, uh, Moffat's last season too. remember the three parter and each one was written by uh, someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Which one was that? That was the the, the three parter with the pyramids and the and the weird mummy priest the mummy guys, things and mummy priests. Uh-huh. It was three parter. Damn. Nick. Is that the one with the wicker, the wicker king, the Fisher King? No, no. Okay. That was a two-parter. Okay, this is a three-parter. God. It was, it was, it was with because um, that was with Clara. This it was, was like with, the um, weird, Bill. the Matrix Bill. adjacent one. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I remember that one. Uh-huh. I, need, I can't wait to rewatch all of Twelve again. Yeah, yeah. It was the one where, like, if I remember correctly, didn't like Twelve die and then they all wished real hard and he came back or something like that? Uh, Wasn't that, that a thing sounds- that happened? Correct. I don't know. <laughs> if he probably. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Because like the third part was like a mostly Bill episode, and then the doctor like came back at the very end and yeah. saved the day. Something like that. I don't know. Bill's- that was like that was literally like three years ago. So. <laughs> I think longer even. And the human, maybe four years ago. And the human memory is a bottleneck. Yeah. And I'm learning to make peace with that. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, yeah, and so then next week, the Jadoon episode, whether it's a two-parter or not, the first part of it anyway, is co-written by Chibnall. And then he doesn't write another episode until the two-part finale. Mm-hmm. So the finale is a two-parter. Great. That's something we didn't know until recently. Um, also important to note, there is a Cybermen episode coming up. And... Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what the title of it is yet, but again, like Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, right? 
It's like the flip of that because this title was sounded amazing. Yeah. You know, and the the plot of the episode was like, "Oh, okay, we'll see how it goes." Um, yeah. but but this, I don't know what the title is, but the plot of this is amazing. <laughs> the Cybermen inspire Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein. Shut up. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. We get 13 meeting Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley and the Cybermen. Oh man. Bring Can't, it. Cannot wait. Huh, okay. I, I'm ready for that one. Also, it should be noted, I wonder if Mary Shelley remembers the Eighth Doctor. Ooh, oh yeah, because she was a companion. She's, oh, yeah, man. Mary Shelley is a companion oh, of the wait. Eighth Doctors. That's perfect, because he's yeah. the gothic doctor. Right. The gothter. The gothter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Mary Shelley. Yeah. I haven't watched that uh, that Elle Fanning movie on a plane once. Oh yeah? How was yeah. it? It was good. It was solid. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, pretty pumped about that um and then i like the jadoon yeah so this so this season will have three two-parters spy possibly possibly okay possibly yeah Yeah. guaranteed guaranteed there are two of them the one that may or may not start next week i don't know i I don't know that that's yeah, I don't know that that's accurate. Yeah, I, I just it, it was I just thought it was worth mentioning because of I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's Jadoon in the episode after that. It must be a two. My hope is that one Jadoon know. really takes a shining to the Doctor and just becomes, becomes a companion, <laughs> yeah, like a two episode companion. <laughs> Junie, uh, Junie the Jadoon. <laughs> I just <laughs> the Jadoon the Jadoon dies. Grant's just like. It was the best of us, Doc. <laughs> I, love, I love that rhino. I love that rhino. That rhinoceros was my friend. Oh my god! Can you imagine, like Graham, <laughs> Graham like doing like the Jadoon salute, like hold on, we He's like tears in his eyes. Tears in his eyes. <laughs> like burying him. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh god. Somebody better. Somebody better point out that they look like rhinoceroses, or I'm going to fight somebody. I know. I hate when I hate when aliens that obviously look like a living animal yeah. that we've all seen, and no one mentions the fact that they look like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if anyone will, it'll be Graham. Yeah, I think it'll be Graham. What are you gonna say, Cass? It's interesting to uh, like that they're bringing both the Master and the Cybermen back so soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like the grand scope of things, sure, yeah. I know it's not soon because it was like three years ago. But we really, well, we really wanted the. I, I think we all kind of agree that Cy, like the Cybermen probably would have made Spyfall better. Yeah, they probably would have yeah. if that was the Cybermen instead. Well, and that's the Why thing Cybermen? is like if you're going to bring back one, you kind of have to bring back the other to explain how the first thing happened. Yeah, in a way. That's in a way. Yeah. Um, or at least you could choose to play it that way, and and then it's like, oh, okay, well that makes sense to bring them both back simultaneously. Then. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I, I thought it was cool that we got to see a Silurian blaster. Oh, yeah, that was true. Did they ever explain? Oh, yeah, they just stole it. They just steal stuff. Yeah, they just steal stuff. Okay. For more brilliant cool. races. That's cool. Silurians. Yeah. Mm. I thought for a second this was going to be like, it was like, before the angels, before the Daleks, <laughs> the Silurians take Manhattan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to be like, no, they please. Because especially when they mentioned Central Park, and she's like, oh, yeah, that's been around for ages. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> They're going to come crawling out of Central Park. <laughs> yeah, I thought the Silurians were going to crawl out of Central Park. We know Chibnall loves Silurians. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, man. Uh, was this her? Though it, like, this is the most, like, pedantic nonsense but it bothered me that she referred to their weapon as alien i'm like they're not 
They're not yeah, aliens. Sure. You sure. know this. Anyway. Yeah. Um, is this her first <laughs> time in New York since Amy and Rory? Ooh, I think it. I think so. I don't yeah. think the doctor's been back to New York since then. This is that. The, this is that same time period. They would be like alive. Wouldn't is that they? right? I think so. Because it was, it was no. I think that happened in like the thirties. Oh. Because it was like noir, like gumshoe detective kind of aesthetic. Well, right, but where did they get zapped back to live to death? Oh, I don't know. That, I, that I, I don't thought know. it was like the early 1900s. Yeah. What a baller community move that would be if you just see like Arthur Darvill and Karen Gillan as like background like in the background. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or even if they like bump into each other and like. Karen Gillan has no idea yeah. that that's the doctor because the doctor's a man. It's like it's like one thing to be able to accept that he regenerates. Actually, Amy Pond has no idea that he can regenerate. Are you kidding me? No. That never came up? Well, I mean, it never it I mean, not on the show, that's and crazy. it never happened in front of her. Wow. He she met him freshly regenerated. Yeah. As a kid. She never had to deal with that. That's no. so weird. She was there weird. when he when he did regenerate into Peter Capaldi for a second. But that was like a vision. Yeah, that was like a vision. I don't think that, that was, was a actually death hallucination. Yeah, death hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the doctor does that. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, she would have no idea that he was even capable of that. Oh, I bet they'd get on like thieves thirteen and then Amy. Yeah, except that Amy would like literally tower over her. Yeah, <laughs> she would be like a giantess. Is uh, is Jodie Whittaker shorter than Matt Smith? Yeah, Matt Smith is tall. Is Matt Smith tall? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I think of Tenet and Capaldi as tall. I think of Matt Smith as being like it's it's because he doesn't seem tall because he's standing next to two people who are enormous. Got it. All three of them are really tall. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna... But if you go back and you look at like him and Clara, like they, she is right. much shorter than him. Matt Smith. Yeah, but she's He's... tiny. Right. Unless he was like in lifts the whole time. Which I don't put past it. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, Matt Smith is six, six foot. Yeah, see? Tall. Six feet. Jody Whitaker. That's tall. I uh uh Bethany filmed me at Disneyland Jody going. Jody Whitaker's five six. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, she's short. I think well, I mean, she's average for man. She's taller ladies. than me. Yeah, <laughs> she's average for ladies. Um. Anyway, that's uh. Bethany. Yeah, yeah. Bethany, Bethany filmed me going through the entrance of uh, Rise of the Resistance when we went to Disneyland, and I like what I looked at the video and I'm like, Jesus, I look like a giant. Like, why am I so tall? <laughs> I was like, I had like an existential crisis about my height. Am I tall? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> am I am I tall? Am I like a huge person? Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird moment. <laughs> I think of Jodie Whittaker as being like, I don't know, tall, as being like, I don't know, she casts a big huh. personality. I don't know. Yeah, she, she always struck me as like kind of average height. I don't okay. know. Slightly above average, Karen I guess. Gillen's like, what, Would 5'6 five, five? be like slightly above average for most women? Um, I don't know. My... I, don't, I, I don't know because my girlfriend is like 5'1", so. I know, she's also tiny. Yeah. Um, she's Clara-sized. Yeah. Anyway, heights. Heights. Right? I think wow. it would be average. We just keep getting into the woods on weird details this episode. I, I you know. I'm into it, well, though. I mean, it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of an open and shut case. You know, there wasn't yeah. a lot of mythology. There was no timeless child stuff. Right. Which, who even knows if that's building towards something at the end of the season? Oh, I'm sure it is. I 
I would almost guarantee that either episode nine or ten is titled The Timeless Child. Ooh. It's a cool title. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I guess I'm I guess it's hard to it's hard to speculate. Because remember season eight we had so much fun with Missy. Yeah. With mm-hmm. you know, kind of calling that, but then also being like, Oh, what what is you know, is she the <clears throat> is she the Ravon the you know Yeah, the Ronnie. The Ronnie. Yeah. And with I don't know, I, I have such a not a bad feeling, but I just kinda have I've predetermined that the timeless child is just going to be some new bit of lore that Chimnall's going to create himself. Oh, you know what would be dope is if mm. the master did die and this guy has been lying the whole time and he's actually the Ronnie. What? Wouldn't that be so cool? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That would be one of the greatest Doctor Who twists ever. Huh. Yep. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. He just like stole all of the master's stuff. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. Because it's like, capitalism. why did you pretend to be Yeah, why did you pretend to be the master? It's like, well, I didn't know how else to get your attention. Like yeah. And he stole <laughs> and, and, and he stole all the stuff because he's a capitalist, just like all of the other villains this that's season. That's so funny. And if oh anyone's gonna be a capitalist, it would be the Ronnie over the master. The master is much more of a Anarchist. evil Nikola Tesla type. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be dope. That's all I want in the world now. I think the Ronnie. Definitely- Ronnie destroyed Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! Oh man. God, that would be amazing. And then I don't know, just the these would be the weirdest companions to meet the Ronnie. Like they barely, I don't know. It just seems like, yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. are there any companions that would be good to meet the Ronnie? Uh. <laughs> I think anyone meeting the Ronnie would be weird at this point. That's true. Oh, God, that would be such a deep cut. Ref- oh man, it's, just, it's one of the few bullets they haven't they haven't spent yet. That's true from the mm-hmm. from the mythos. That is true. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would I would absolutely adore that. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Okay, if that happens, um, <laughs> yeah, no respect, respect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will. No, but. If that happens, I'm buying us a bottle of champagne. <laughs> right? <laughs> we did it. We did it, it finally happened. <laughs> we did it again. <clears throat> oh man! Because we called Missy. Not that that was like the most- that yeah that wasn't that wasn't the most difficult thing to call. But yeah, we definitely did like right away. We were all like, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is the master, right? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, definitely. Uh, man. God. That would be like the Ronnie. Oh my God. Like the master shows up and it's post Missy. So this master is like totally like on the good side yeah, now, yeah. having been transformed after regenerating from Missy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's not the master. I'm the master. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Ronnie. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is braid each other's hair. Right? I'm not bad anymore, remember? Get him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then next season, these companions retire, and it's just the master and the doctor. God, please. That's all. That's all I want. Oh, (laughs) Jack. 
<laughs> all I want is a season of them as, as partners. Just heart to heart. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Overall, I really loved this episode. Um, it's probably, I would say it's going to be, it's like my, my, I think it's my favorite of this era. Just as like, just like as a pure Doctor Who story. Mm-hmm. There's probably other ones that mm-hmm. are like technically better. Yeah. You know? Um, like Demons of the Punjab. Right, right. Certainly more important episodes for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah. but I for you know for my money like this is just like a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. So which finders was yeah. fun? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which finders was fun? Um, yeah, but like I would put this above like Donald Trump and the Hotel Spiders. Ugh. Yeah. And, like <laughs> God <laughs> with Mister Big, Mister Big. Yeah. Yikes! I think it was. I think it had a clearer message than like Kerblam. Yeah, Kerblam was messy. Yeah, yeah. that was fun was though. Fun. The Kerblam man. I want the Kerblam mm-hmm. man to come back. <clears throat> yeah, God, imagine if in this episode, like it's stepping out of the shadows, it was like the Kerblam man <laughs> instead of the Scorpion Queen. <laughs> oh man, that would have been awesome. I mean, Kerblam's still out there. The Doctor made sure of that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, she's got to get her one day shipping, you know. <laughs> That'd be great. It's like Kerblam Prime. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps us up here. Uh, next week, we've got uh, Fugitive of the Jadoon, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Jadoon are back. Yeah. Rhino Boys. After almost a decade. Wow. Yeah. Wait, Martha's really? first episode. The Dang. platoon of Jadoon on the moon. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they they appeared in other episodes since probably then. like end of time, or like uh, maybe the 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 uh, paradox o- or the Pandorica pa- Pandorica opens. Pandorica, yeah, maybe they're yeah. in that group in there when they all um, were like, you know what, <laughs> screw this guy. Yeah, I think they're in that the disappearing Earth episode mm. with the with Davros. Yeah. I think they're in that too for a second. Yeah, uh-huh. but like that. Yeah, they haven't been a main antagonist in like a decade. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, over a decade, twelve years. So the Jadoon appeared in uh, Smith and Jones. Yep. in two thousand and seven, and the Stolen Earth in two thousand and eight. Okay, yeah, that was so. That was the one I was talking about. They have cameos. Yeah. In the end of time, the Pandorica opens. Mm-hmm. A good man goes to war. Mm. The magician's apprentice, really, and, Weird. and face the raven. What? Wow. Oh, I think there might be one in that. Remember that Nocturne Alley place? Oh yeah, right. There might be one in there. You're right. Um, yeah, it's uh, so it's been about with uh, since they've been an antagonist. That was 2007. Then it's been 13 years. Wow. <laughs> That's a real long time since we've seen those Rhino Boys. It, yeah. Them um, Rhino Boys. Them Rhino Boys. I'm excited to see if they are like upgraded at all, or if they literally just like pulled the costumes out of storage and they're like, "Hey, remember these?" Maybe they kind of. It kind of looks like the latter. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen them in a minute. Yeah, it doesn't look like they have like, you know, pincer arms now. <laughs> Plungers. Plungers. Oh man, I told Scott I really wanted there just to be like a dilapidated Dalek in the Scorpion ship. Yeah. <laughs> Help. Help me. Oh, no. <laughs> they want me to make them guns, and I don't do that. Exterminate me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. 
please. <laughs> oh, Daleks. Oh. All right. Well, that's it. We did it. We did it. We <laughs> uh, Facebook group, uh, Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, if you want some, uh, if you want a t-shirt with our faces on it, that's duelinggenre.com slash merch. And uh, if you're shopping on Amazon, that's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy, we get a little cut. doesn't cost you anything. It just comes out of Amazon's pocket because we sent you there. Yeah. Buy yeah. yourself a little, a little 13th Doctor Funko. Yeah, or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the percentage we we get on Funkos, but. <laughs> um. Say you're in the market for new furniture. Now we're talking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> get it through Amazon. That's happened before, and we got like, it was like a huge percentage. I was like shocked. Nice. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Kablam. Bye.